0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. ...and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18. And Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. He saith unto them, follow me, same invitation, and I will make you fishers of men. And straightway they left their nets and followed him. As I said moments ago, I I will teach on this subject this morning how to obey the word of God. Would you put your Bibles down and lift your hands with me and let's invite the presence of the Lord into this session this morning. Jesus, we love you. Lord, we're so grateful, God, that everybody arrived here safely today. God, I just pray, Lord, for your, for, for your spirit, God, to be in this session this morning. Lord, we need the spirit and truth, God. We need a witness of the Holy Ghost, God, to be in this room today. I pray that there'd be revelation, that there'd be understanding, God, that, that favor would be given because of understanding today, oh Lord. We open our hearts, our spirit now, O oh God. Anything that would cause us to not hear your word, let it be set aside. Let it be cast away from us, God. Let our, let our minds, our focus, every part of us, Lord, be here on this Sunday morning in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. God bless you, you may be seated. How to obey the word of God. In my opening text, we read two different instances in which Jesus Christ called for individuals to follow him. Now, now, park for a minute with me in the gravity of that invitation. Could you imagine being invited by Jesus himself to follow him? This was... This is not just something to, to, to look over. This is not this is something to to stare at for a second. The Lord of all creation has invited you to follow him. He's invited all of us here this morning and what a privilege it is. And but here we are that they, they were invited, but the responses of the rich young ruler and of Peter were were very different. They were very different responses. The the difference in, in these two instances in Scripture was not how long each one of them prayed about their decision. It was not that one individual was more qualified than the other. It was not that Jesus... Uh, smacked one upside the head with a handful of anointing and, and didn't do that to the other. There, there, was, there was no difference. Both were invited by Jesus to follow. Both were called by him to follow. They both were told to leave everything behind and follow him. So what is the difference? The difference is simply the choice that they made. It's, it's very simple, it didn't matter, their past didn't matter, their qualifications didn't matter, what they had done, where they had, none of that mattered. The only thing that made the difference in their stories is that one chose to follow and one did not. And because the rich young ruler chose not to follow because of his choice, he would never see blinded eyes opened. He would never lay hands on the sick and they recover. He would never see 5,000 fed with just a few loaves and fish. He would never see a dead man walk out of his own tomb because he simply made a choice to not follow. He would never get to hear the teachings of the greatest man who ever walked the earth because he chose his stuff over Jesus. He probably had that same stuff on his deathbed, but when he got to his deathbed, none of that stuff mattered anyway. The gold didn't matter, the house didn't matter, and when he took his last breath, he went from possessing it all to possessing absolutely nothing. But because Peter chose to follow Jesus when invited, to come. He would see blinded eyes opened. He would lay hands on the sick and they recover. He would see 5,000 fed with just a few loaves and fishes. He would see a dead man walk out of his own tomb because Peter chose to follow the Lord. He would step out of a boat in the middle of a storm and walk on top of what he thought was destined to take his life because he simply made a choice to follow. He would get to hear the teachings of the greatest man who ever walked the earth because he chose Jesus over his stuff. He didn't have much stuff when he was dying, but when he was dying, stuff didn't matter anyway. Gold didn't matter, the boats didn't matter, the nets didn't matter, and when he took his last breath, he went from possessing nothing, so he thought, to possessing it all. Can I tell you on this Sunday morning that there is something that happens when an individual makes up their mind that I am going to obey the Lord. You don't realize, amen, there's a sign that 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 somebody uh, bought for me a, a couple years ago that, that that says, "I remember when I prayed for the things that I have now," and I make. I'd, make, I'd like to make a little addendum to that. Uh, I remember when I made the choice that gave me the things that I have now. I did not realize as a teenager the choices that I made as a 15, 14-year-old. I did not realize what one choice could produce in my life. And you don't understand at the moment of a choice, a decision to follow God, a decision to give something to Him that He's asking for, a decision to obey Him in a certain way. You do not fully understand the gravity of the power of that choice until you stand before Him in eternity and look back on the choice. I've come to tell somebody in this room that your choice is the way, Your, your choice, amen, is more powerful than anything that you possess and we obey the word of God through our choices we obey the word of the Lord through our choices it's, it's simple uh, it's, it's easy it, 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 it's, it's not a, this uh, a far out of reach concept to get uh, your head around we obey God through our choices amen You were designed with a choice. Do you understand this morning, on this snowy Sunday morning, do you realize that you are the only creature on this earth that was created with a choice? Do you understand that? They, animals will, will do what they have been created to do now and forever. They will never go beyond the parameters of the word of God that he established for them. They will always do what they have always done. We are the only creatures, the only thing on this earth that has a choice. And your choice is not a humanistic characteristic. It's a God characteristic. Oh, yes, it is. You have, because you were created in the likeness and the image of God, you were given a characteristic of God, and that is the ability to choose. Sixty-some times in the scripture, the, the, the word choose or choice is mentioned. Most of the time, 40 of those, over 40 of those times, it refers to God the place that i choose for them i have chosen this i have you associate in the scripture a choice with god because it is a godly characteristic it came from god and god gave it to us you have a godly character you have the ability to create future you realize that you have the ability to create future I didn't know I was that powerful. Well, welcome to church. You have the ability to create future through choices. I'll prove it to you. In the garden, Adam is created. God didn't just speak over Adam. He reached into the ground. He reached into the dust of the earth and, and formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils, the breath, your breath does not come from, from your mother. Your breath doesn't come from your dad. Your breath doesn't come from, your breath came from God. That's powerful. Your life came from God. He breathed into us the breath of life. It's a, I don't want to get too far into it, but the spirit is associated with breath. It's associated, it's, it's, uh, the, the term is ruach, it, it's, it's a Greek term, it's, it's a breath that brings life. You, you are so much more than just flesh and bones, but you have breath in you that was given by God. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's, it's more than just air that you, you, you are breathing because God breathed into you. He breathed into your body. He breathed into your spirit. He breathed into you life and you are breathing the breath that God gave you. That's a powerful thing. That that should tell you all that you need to know about who you are. That should tell you all that you need to know about how powerful you are. God breathed into me. God put his power in me. God put his, God gave me the ability to create and to speak and to, oh God. Oh yes he did. He, he, he formed Adam, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And on day one of Adam's life, God gave him an assignment. He said, Adam, need a favor. See all these animals? You know, he's still trying to figure out what these are. You know, he's like, you know, like, you know he's like, Adam, hey, hey, hey see all these animals? I, I do. He said, I got a small job for you, and uh, I'd like for you to have it done before bedtime. <clears throat> I want you to name every animal on the planet. Good luck. No pressure. I just see in my mind like an assembly line of animals, at the, like at the BMV, you know what I'm saying? Just animals waiting in line. I just see Adam here and God back there. And you know, these things start coming through and Adam's like, I don't have much experience here. Uh, I'm not really qualified. Uh, Hippopotamus, you look like that. It's like, what? (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, Giraffe, yeah, giraffe. Oh yeah, draft. <laughs> Thank you for helping me, Pastor. That's, that's great. Let me get down to this one. Gerbil. <laughs> what? What are we doing? But but notice and read read the Bible. It's this story is in there. It's in there. It's in Genesis. I promise you. You just gotta read it. It's in there. And God. God stood back, and you want to know, know what God didn't do? God didn't change what Adam called those animals. Not one time. He said, you know, Adam, he didn't, he didn't say, you know, I, I, I see why you would have said hippopotamus. You know, he didn't give Adam a sandwich, you know, like, you know, I, I think that's great, but here's maybe what I would do different, you know. May, maybe let's go with something a little more Understandable. But you but you're doing great. But you're doing a great job. You know, he didn't do that, right? He didn't he didn't edit or fix anything that Adam did. He whatever Adam established as the name of that animal, that's what it was. That's what it was. And God was sending a picture. He was sending a message to all of humanity for all of time. He was sending a couple things. Number one, he was sending a message that everything on this earth, you have dominion and authority over. Number one, he created you with dominion. You understand that? That there's nothing in this world, no narcotic, no substance, no thing. There is nothing in this world that is more powerful than mankind. He was showing us that we have dominion over everything. He said you'll have dominion over the fowl of the air, of the beast of the field, of the fish of the sea. He said you will have dominion. Amen. Some of you need to get your dominion back because you believe there's some things that are stronger than you. I'm going to tell somebody right now, there's no substance stronger than you. There's no website stronger than you. There isn't. There isn't. There's nothing strong. You were created with dominion and you got to get it back. You got to get your dominion back. And so, number one, he wanted us to understand that you have authority and dominion over everything over this earth. And number two, he wanted us to know and understand that I, as God, will not interfere with your choices. I won't. Your choice is so powerful that not even God can change it. You understand that? There's nothing in this earth more powerful than your choice. And so, how to obey the word of God? You have to choose to obey the word of God. Obedience to the word is carried out through daily choices, through Minute, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, choices that you make. Show me the choices that you make today, and I will show you who you are tomorrow. Uh, Brother Corey, can you bring up those two things, if you wouldn't mind? Thank you. I appreciate that, Pastor. I I just, I'm just thirsty today, and just, you know, just a Coke. I thought would be okay. I'm I'm just kidding. I'm not drinking Coke. um, A choice. Everybody say a choice. A choice is very powerful. A choice is very powerful. You have a choice every day that you wake up. Every moment that you live, you have a choice. You have a choice. You know, let's, let's start here. God will not do what he asks us to do. God will do his part, but he will never encroach on your choices. God, take my nicotine addiction away. And we've seen God instantly deliver and heal people, and I'm I'm thankful for it. God can do anything in a moment. I'm not diminishing that. God can. I've seen it done. He can do it. But if God doesn't, and even if God does, beyond that moment, there are choices of God deliver me from nicotine. Well, Steve, stop going to the store and buying cigarettes. Is that too simple? Well, Steve, how about if God doesn't deliver you, how about you make a a possible plan to where every day or couple days you are doing better than you did yesterday. So yesterday, one pack. Two days from today, one less than one pack. Daily choices. And, And you get a month down the road and here you are Here you are down from better than where you are. Listen, I believe and I know that there is a very real spiritual side to everything that we do. I believe everything in that book from A to Z. But I also believe that God has given us power on our own to make choices. And sometimes we are not healed. Sometimes we are not delivered. And sometimes we must, we must couple our faith with the word of God and with the power he has given us to walk ourselves, escort ourselves out of addiction, escort ourselves out of trouble. I just believe that. That, that, that didn't sit right with some of you, but, but it, it's just true. It's true, you choose, you can choose your way out of addictions and bondages. You can choose your way out of those things. You really can, because you're powerful. You're made in the image of God. You have dominion and authority. God, deliver me from pornography. Okay? I'll help you. Give me the phone that gives you access to pornography. How about get rid of the device that's causing you to sin? I'll help you. I'll couple with you. I'll partner with you. I'll give you power. I'll walk with you. But I'll do my part, but you've got to do your part. I want to be delivered. I want to be better. Well, what are the practical steps that you're... How about don't go to the bathroom with your phone in your hand? How about don't go to bed with your phone in your hand? If you know that there's a particular place that you mess up and you make mistakes, how about setting parameters and boundaries in those places so you don't fail? you set boundaries and you replace those things how about this how about you put your phone out of reach of your of your bed to where you can't to where you can't get a hold of it well i, I would love to read more practical advice put a book as close to your bed as humanly possible put a book on your bed put a book in your pe- I, I, put it I, I mean, whatever. Make your bed out of books. I, I don't know, just I wanna learn the I want to learn the guitar. Well, take it out of the attic. <laughs> You've had a guitar for four years, sir. And it's still got the plastic on it. How about Just make it more accessible. Take it out of the packaging, tune it up, go go spend a little money to get it to get it where it needs to be, buy a little stand for it, and set it right by right by your living room chair. So when you sit down, the most accessible thing to you is the thing that you're desiring to do. Choices. It's choices. It's choices. You, if, you have to determine what you want to be. You have to everybody in this room, it probably goes without saying, but everybody in this room wants to be a good person and wants to be saved, everybody. But, the, but those goals, those long goals, everybody, probably every young person in this room wants to be a successful business person and make a good amount of money. Uh, we, we, want, we have goals, short-term goals, long-term goals. We, we have goals. But the way those goals are accomplished is through everyday choices that we make. Show me, show me uh, your choices today. I'll, I'll show you your future down the road. How, what are you what choices are you making today that are agreeing with the goals that you have in your life you have to ask yourself a question are my choices now in agreement with what i want to be and where i want to be in god are my choices agreeing with my goals are they are they agreeing with what you want to do where you want to go what you want to become Here, because here's here's what i know Proverbs 16 And, well, uh, yeah, Proverbs 16.3, do that. Everybody okay? Everybody good? 10.28, I'm not going over time. Proverbs 16.3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. I want us to read that together. Are you ready? Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Now, thankfully, we've heard this a lot, and I'm very thankful for it because this is necessary teaching in the 21st century because culture has that flipped. They have that flipped. If I can just get my thoughts right, my actions will get right. How many times have we heard it? I'll come to church when I get better. I'll come to church when I kick this stuff that I'm dealing with. What 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 are you what are they trying to do? They're trying to fix, they're trying to f- fix thoughts and emotions and struggles without changing action. You in order, in order for things to be different in your life, you don't you don't think at first. And then uh, you, don't, you don't think it first and then do it. You do it first. And then your mind will follow. Here's, here's the principle. Brother Russell, thank you for being in the Holy Ghost this morning and confirming this. Right choices lead to right emotions. Yes, they do. I, I want you to sit with that for a minute. Right choices lead to right emotions. How does my mind become better? How does does this that I'm dealing with become better? Choices, right choices. When a thought comes and exalts itself against God, I've got to make a choice to cast. I I have a choice there to either entertain that thought or cast that thought down. This may be unprofessional, um, but it's just how I do it, And, and I'll share it with you. Whenever a thought comes that is not of God and presents itself, because I don't care who you are, I don't care how spiritual you are, you're still flesh and your flesh still thinks weird thoughts. Like if you'd admit it, like sometimes you're like, a thought comes and you're like, what in the, where did that come from? Anyone, anyone? Am I, am I a sinner? (laughs) Like why, why is that here? Why? And, and, and here, literally, is what I do. When a thought presents itself that, that is against the things of God, out loud I'll say, shut up, devil. Out loud. I said, I don't want that in my mind. I, I, shut up, in Jesus' name. I, I, I don't even say that sometimes. Just shut up, devil. I, what am I doing? I'm making an active choice to reject the thought that comes to my mind that's against God. That's against God. So, right choices lead to right. I'll prove it to you. It's kind of like this. When we make a choice, <laughs> I'm not drinking this Coke. I, I am not getting struck down today in this snowy weather. Devil is a lie. Um, um, it's it's kind of like this. Can you all see that better? Okay. Um, um hang Sorry, it's just okay. It's kind of like, God bless you. It's kind of like this. You have to decide what you want. Is is there any Coke drinkers in the house? Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm kidding. (laughs) Coke drinkers. Any Coke zero drinkers in the house? Hey, how about that invention? Not bad. Um... It's kind of like this. I. I'm not, but for the sake of being relatable to the people, um, I am a Coke uh, addict. I really like Coke. Um, I crave Coke. I have uh, four Coke. Sounds bad. Let me say Coca Cola. <laughs> 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 I just I think I just said I'm a coke addict, okay, oh God, what have I done I, I'm so sorry. let me restart I agree we should have better teaching here this morning i I agree with that I, I am a coca cola addict, and I love coca-cola. <laughs> but i <laughs> oh i'm having a hard time with that <laughs> oh help me lord um but i i I realize that it's bad for my health it's <laughs> both are it's very true um it's bad for my health it's bad for just it's it's not good to to have four coca colas a day it's it's bad it's not good and um and so I, I want to be healthier, and um, so I have a goal, and, you know, I'm going to start Monday, right? Every diet starts Monday. Anybody? Your diet starts on Monday? Yep, it starts Monday. And uh, God's going to deal with some of you about no more Coca-Cola tomorrow. Monday's coming. And uh, but so I wake up the next morning, and... Here, I open the fridge, and here is this wonderful, amazing, red, shining, glowing in the fridge can of Coca-Cola Classic. It's in the fridge. It looks good. It's, you know, coffee people are, you know, you, you don't like them. You don't understand who they are, and so... You're the guy that drinks pop in the morning and uh we don't understand you either sir. And so um you know you you, you see this can of coke in the Coca-Cola in the, in the morning and and you open the fridge and here's your choice. Choice number 1 of the day. Do I satisfy the immediate need and want and desire and all of those things? Do I satisfy what I want? Or do I reach for the lowly, bland, sometimes weird-tasting Walmart brand water? Measly water. The mistake that many make over and over, whether it be Coca-Cola or anything else, is when immediately the desire comes, when, when our flesh says go for the Coca-Cola, we go for the Coca-Cola and we open it and, and before we can even make a decision, we, we drink the can of Coke. And then after the can of Coke, I knew I shouldn't have drank that Coca-Cola. I'm so fat I can't stand it. I'm always gonna be fat, you know. I'm talking about myself right now i'm probably fat as I've ever been but but you you here here's here's what we have to learn here's what we have to learn. you know the scripture says, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me we we make that sometimes a very big thing, uh, a very um uh, you know, a, a, a moment that's that's surreal and and you know, alter and power of God moves and, and all of this thing, and I believe in all that. And I, I I don't want to diminish that, but but denying yourself is not just a matter of making a decision to follow God. Denying yourself is also in a decision of saying no to a can of Coca Cola. That's a form of denying yourself, and, and the reason some of you struggle is because you have never learned the practice of denying yourself, it's just true, I'm not being condemning or mean or anything, it's just reality, if you, were, if you had the mic and you were honest today, you would just say, listen, you know what, if, if I could be honest, I've never honestly gotten to the place where I could say no to my flesh, some of you are there, where you do not have the ability to say no. And so, I'd like to talk about that for a moment and let you know that you can learn to deny yourself. It's not something that just happens overnight. All of a sudden, you've never fasted in your life and and you go 10 days without food and water. It it just, it, it doesn't happen that way most of the time. A lot of times, when people learn to deny themselves, it takes place in incremental steps. I heard Terry Schock say something so simple but has always stuck with me. He said, so he, he said you need to start simple, as simple as you possibly can. Are, are you craving a cheeseburger? Why, well, yes, I actually am craving a cheese. Then go eat a piece of pizza. Simple. Are, are, are you craving, what are you craving? Whatever you're craving, see that craving, acknowledge it, but eat something else. That is a simple, small first step practice of learning how to deny yourself. Your flesh, your will, you are learning how to tell yourself no. And the longer you do it, the longer, the the, the more you practice this denying yourself, the, the, the easier it is to deny yourself the easier it is to resist the urge to go get a can of Coca-Cola. It's easy. The more you deny yourself, right choices choices will lead you to right emotions. But it happens when you make small choices, small steps that lead you to a place of obedience with God. And that's where confidence comes from. That's where self-worth comes from. That's where power comes from. Show me somebody that knows how to say no to their flesh and I'll show you somebody that is empowered, that is confident, that believes that God has a plan for them. The most confident people in this room are people that have practiced and know that my flesh is not in control of my life. This stuff right here does not have rule over me. I have rule over it. I have power over my flesh. Amen, you've got authority over your flesh. But you've got to buckle down and make the choices. You've got to make the simple, small, daily choices to obey the small things, the small words, the small nudges that God gives and he brings. You have to make small choices, and if you can get the small choices, don't despise the day. The scripture said of small things, don't despise the day when it's just a small choice, when it's just a little thing that you do, because there is a day coming, sir, there is a day Coming, ma'am, that when you have made the right choice with the small thing, he said, You've been faithful over few things, I'll make you ruler over many things. And I've come to tell somebody in this room, You're just a few small choices away from becoming mighty and powerful in the Lord. But you got to choose your way. You have to choose your way into obedience with the Word of God. You've got to choose your way into obedience with the Scripture. You know what the Word says. You know that it's wrong. You know that what you're doing is not going to produce fruit in your life. But it's time now more than ever, sir. It's time for you to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and understand who you are. You're a child of the King. You've got to meet. You've got authority. You've just got to walk in it. You are going to fail. Newsflash. You are going to make mistakes. You are. There is not one person in this room that is still not actively making mistakes. But I will promise you that the mistakes that a person is making now, a a, a godly individual, I promise you that the mistakes that some people in this room are making now are not mistakes that are catastrophic. They used to be, the mistakes used to be something that would just take the legs out from Hunter, get them back into addiction and all of this, but they've chosen their way out of that. And so now, so now because of choices, there's been, there's been an upward climb like this in their life. It's been slow. It's been gradual. It's taken a lot of work. It's taken a lot of effort. There's been a lot of failure along the way, but the choices are, are, but the failures that they have now are so far less and so far less severe than what they were 10 years ago because they have chosen their way to a place where they are more safe now, where they, oh God, That's how you grow. That's how you develop in the kingdom. It starts with small choices that grow you and develop you into a place with the Lord. Then the failures become, well, maybe my tone was a little bit incorrect when I talked with them. Not all the way back here, I I drank this again. Last night, it's so much less painful. So much, there's so much less to lose because they did the work to get from here to here. They put in the time. They, 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 they got up after failure. Somebody needs to hear me in the Holy Ghost. You need to quit this mess of failing and rolling around in it. Stop it. Stop failing and rolling around in it. When you fail, you pop back up as quickly as you possibly can and say, God, forgive me. You you will, I'm sorry, I'm choosing. Please forgive me. Stand with me all over the building. Quit that mess. You'll never grow if you fail and then roll around in it. When you, when you fall, not if you fall, the scripture says, when I fall, I shall arise. You got to get up quick. If you're going to fail, when you fail, you got to get up fast, young man. You can't afford to roll around in that mud and mess. It's gonna drag you even further back. When you fail, you get back up and say the Lord is my salvation. I believe in his forgiveness. I'm not taking advantage of it. I'm not taking, I'm not taking it for granted, but I am believing in his word. Amen. Right choices lead to right emotions. We obey the word of the Lord through choosing to obey his word. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for the power God, that is in your spirit. And I thank you for the power, God, that you have placed within us, that you have placed within every believer in this room today. God, I pray that every individual under the sound of my voice would leave understanding who they are and what power they have. And I bind every spirit of hell that would tell them they cannot get out of the place that they are in. I speak life into their situation. I speak hope into their life. I speak future into them now. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you today in Jesus' name. You're dismissed. We'll see you at 11 o'clock. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast.